What is good, y'all? Welcome back, J and J. Got my boy Julian here. What up? What's going on, my guy JC? Are we talking some basketball today or what? Finally. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, we got to run sure. through this. The, all right, we're going to recap our terrible predictions we made in the beginning of the year. Um, hey, some of them are pretty solid, man. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, there's very questionable ones in there, starting with your team. But we're not going to talk about your team this episode. We're saving that. But <laughs> um, Yeah, we're just going to recap the season, talk about our surprises. We're going to recap all our predictions and then kind of preview the playing games and the playoffs. And, yeah, so what did you think how the, the year ended? Like, what, what was – I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Some of those games were hard to watch. Like, those were some trash-ass games at the end of the year. It's like, bro, I don't know. A lot, um, of, a lot of teams in the East not wanting Brooklyn for whatever reason. Um, First and foremost, man, I got to give your Celtics some clear flowers, man. They've improved since the last basketball episode we had with the trade yeah. deadline. Yeah. They might have improved, so they, they jumped up. That was good for them. You know, they improved big time. <clears throat> Looking good heading into the playoffs. Unfortunately, they might run into the Nets, but we'll see. Uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Obviously, I was watching. Um, I was watching the you know the standings, keep an eye on the games, but I didn't really see much basketball the last few weeks. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been caught up with other stuff, and then obviously, baseball, and then March Madness things. I just I really didn't kind of watch any games the last few weeks of the season, but I did pay attention to the standings, what scenarios are happening, injuries, stuff like that. So I am very aware of what's going on um, in the league. I just haven't really been watching enough basketball just yet, but it will be changing now that playoffs have started. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know how you felt about Milwaukee kind of throwing that last game away, like whatever, <clears throat> let, let the Celtics I, get the two seed. But I don't, I don't know, like to me, my personal opinion, like I'm not worried about Brooklyn right now. Like Brooklyn, to me, they're banged up. Like Ky- Kyrie's still kind of getting in the, into the swing of things of playing – all his games again because you know he was only playing every other or every road game and he would take all the home games off obviously that got right. lifted there's no ben simmons seth curry has a sprained ankle like the, durant really is the only guy we're gonna have to worry about like i i to me mm. i don't know if you're milwaukee and them in particular because they were the ones who blew those last two games i think two two out of the three right. Like, I, I just don't understand. Get him out of the way. Because to me, Brooklyn's more of a threat in the second round. If they do get past Boston, if they play them in the second round, which they will, Chicago's going to get blown out of the water. I mean, that that that's a little more scary for the Bucks because they're going to have more, you know, the other reports are saying Ben Simmons is going to be back by the first round. We'll see. But, you know, I, I just thought that was weird that, you know, teams that especially phil we know philly didn't want to see no brooklyn in the first round like come on. so I'm, I'm just surprised that you know a lot of teams were dodging them you know besides miami obviously getting the one seed but what did you think um i i i, I kind of disagree with the bucks resting their players at the end i mean i think they they know what's in front of them i obviously they did dodge the net i guess you can say but in my opinion um it's just smart to kind of rest some of these players um kind of get them ready for the playoffs um I, I just I'm looking at the scenario with in Dallas where Luca played the last game. Um, <clears throat> kind of obviously they had some playoff implications trying to get the third seed, um, things of that nature. But um, ended up costing them. I mean, you know, Luca might yeah. be out for a couple of days, and you know, I think the Bucks just kind of played it smart. Um, I, obviously, it fell into their hands that they're playing the Bulls now, but 
Um, I mean, I also blame the, the Celtics. Like, you know, if, if you saw the Bucks lose, why didn't you just lose too and like rest all your starters? Um, and the Bucks could end up with the second seed. So, well, I'm honestly glad they didn't lose because they would have played Toronto and those fucking guys would pain in the ass to play. I mean, the mm-hmm. the Raptors, their size alone, it, especially with uh, Time Lord, you know, he's he's still out with the meniscus tear or partial tear. Um, mm-hmm. the, Toronto would have would have beat us. That's not a bold statement. T- Toronto would have won that series. So, I'm I'm like kind of glad they did. But at the same time, you know, we got to face. Kyrie and KD, so um, I, I still think they get the job done. But I mean, we're we're kind of jumping all over the place. But uh, um, do you, what do you want to do first? You want to get into our predictions in the beginning of the year? Or you just want to preview the playoffs? Uh, we can we can start with the with the East since we're kind of already talking about them. Um, let's let's obviously let's talk. Let's go over the current project or the current standings now, and then we can go yeah. over our predictions and, and figure out what what happened or what went wrong. Um, <laughs> well, so I'm, first, yeah, go ahead. What the, uh, so the first seed was in Miami, correct? Yeah. Miami's East. East. So number one, East, um, Miami, Boston, then Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto, Bulls, Nets, Cavs, Hawks, Hornets. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of start with the first two that you had predicted um here but i I'm, i can assure you it was not the heat the heat and celtics as your top two. Oh no i had the um bucks nets one and two i had the heat celtics below them you know in order so but i i feel like if there was a scenario where Kyrie played all you know all the games he could play besides injury of course if he did get injured in those games if he could have if he was eligible to play in every game they would have ran through the east i i, I mean i there's no doubt in my mind. Even with the Harden situation that was going on, I still think with Kyrie and Harden playing all those games, that was the issue why Harden wanted to leave because he felt like he had no help when they were playing in Brooklyn. So I I think they would have, you know, they would have gotten that one seed. But, hey, KD, KD got hurt midseason, and that kind of derailed their year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Miami, we, we both said in the preview, and I, I just got done listening to it couple minutes ago um we both said Miami was going to be a tough out like they were going to be Kyle Lowry was going to be very happy in that heat culture um mm. you know Bam Adebayo we both said was gonna you know take a leap you had him as defensive player of the year so you were more mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> you were more confident in him than I was but you know we knew that he were going to be good I just didn't think they were going to take the one seed yeah I'm very shocked that you know they really grabbed this season by the balls. I mean, they, they really did not give a fuck. You're like, you know what? Like y'all think we're a bunch of old men and you know, whatever, like, like they, they were out to prove people wrong and Spolstra showing why he's a top coach in the league. And, uh, Boston. Right. I mean, bro, I, I don't have to convince anybody. I was ripping Boston and new on every chance I got. Like they, they, to me last year, it was a joke. Like they were so soft. Like they, these fucking guys last year, it's night and day with the way that team turned it around in January. I mean, last year's, you know, they, I can't even recognize this team anymore. You know, the way they play defense, the way Tatum really takes over the game and he initiates the offense. He's not just, you know, pulling up like he's Kobe, like he's actually, you know, trying to get the guys going and, you know, he knows when to take his shots though. He knows like, all right, it's my, it's Tatum time. It's, you know, it's game time. Like, let's go. Like I, I, I really like that he found himself and 
I, I said I was on I'm on the record. I'm not going to say I never said it like I, I'm the one that said trade Tatum right in the beginning of the year. And last year, he just didn't look like, you know, it wasn't going to work out and really shut my ass up. And I'm, I'm really glad they did. Like, I, I'm so happy that they were able to turn it around. And hey, you talking shit about him every week, I guess, worked. I thought that was a little crazy, <laughs> but, you know, it worked out. Time Lord really stepped up smart. He's look looks a lot better initiating instead of pulling up for three every fucking possession so i don't know i mean you had the nets bucks too just different order but yeah what was your initial reaction with all this yeah i mean with the nets like you said you know with the with the Kyrie situation i think if he was playing every game it definitely would have had enough chemistry to just kind of not even trade hard and they would have just been fine with the big three there and yeah. um you know with the pieces around them so um that was kind of a big if we took a swing and a miss there but I mean with the Bucks I mean it was fairly even I think the Bucks had a couple of chances to take the top seed um they let it they let it slip away but they weren't mm-hmm. too far off I mean really like the Nets were so it's kind of a reasonable position to pick them at two but I mean yeah. they're three so they had a chance at two last game but obviously they didn't want to go for it but um yeah I mean he like I predicted I thought that he were going to make a big leap um coming back from the COVID year so I think uh you know, the addition of Lowry and Bam, I, you know, I had very high expectations for them. Um, and they kind of pretty much, um, they over, they exceeded them. They did. They mm-hmm. really did. I, I, I didn't think they were going to take the number one seed at all. Um, despite like even their struggles they had with Jimmy Butler fighting with Spolcher for a game, um, yep. and, you know, there's other stuff going on, injuries and things like that. So shout out to the Heat for kind of containing the number one seed. This is well-deserved. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Celtics too, I thought they were going to crumble, which was like, it was supposed to happen. I mean, yeah. like we've mentioned the trade deadline, they were faltering. They were in the back of the line pretty much. And, you know, they just went on a very hot second half of the season and jumped them up to two. So um, that just kind of tells you how the East is right now. The East is very um, like balanced, I guess you can say. Uh, one hot run can really jump you up a couple spots and the Celtics took advantage of it. But overall, I mean, uh the order of these, if you just switch the Nets and the Celtics, really everything's fairly even. I had the Heat at three, so mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, same amount of same teams, just very different order. Yes, I mean, I had the like you said, we both had the Heat at three. I had Celtics four. You have Bulls four. We both had the Hawks five. <laughs> Sixers and Knicks were seven and eight for us, different order. Um, I had the Bulls at eight. You had the Celtics at eight, and we both had Pacers, Hornets nine and ten different order but yeah i mean we we were kind of on the same page you know we just missed on a few teams obviously the pacers really just blowing it up but but i still i still consider them a, a you know a winner this season they got halliburton they have a guy that they can really build around so you know they blew it up but i still think in the end they're they're gonna be better for it in the long run rather than this time so you know they the fact that you know the Kings were, I still can't believe the Kings did that trade. That is just, the, that's probably the stupidest move of the year. I mean, that was ridiculous. And we, we tore them a new one in that episode. And if you haven't heard it, it's there. You can hear it. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what was another surprise team for you in the East that didn't step up or, you know, exceeded your expectations besides the Heat and Celtics? Um, another one was Toronto. I think I didn't think they were gonna make yeah. playoffs. I think they were gonna yeah. kind of take a step back. And I mean, I kind of I should have known that this was gonna happen. Honestly, <laughs> I kind of I don't know why. I don't understand what I was thinking back then because I mean, Nick Nurse is one Nick of the best Nurse, in the league. The dude would always um, get people to play and play hard. So, um, you know, the fact that he kind of <clears throat> did what he did, it's not surprising. I just 
uh, I guess it is a little surprising, but I mean, now that I look at it, it's not too surprising because Nick Nurse is a GOAT and um, this, this dude gets people to play um, and he finds the right kind of players for his system. And yeah, um, yeah they kind of exceeded expectations in my book. Yeah, I mean, the, the two teams that I'm looking at right now, Hawks and Knicks, I mean, that what a fucking uh, fall off they had this year. I mean, the, the Hawks, yeah, they're still in the play-in. They're the ninth seed, I think, or the 10th, ninth. And, I mean, from the Eastern Conference Finals to in the playing game, I mean, that's just I, – I thought they were going to be in the mix again. I, you know, I didn't think they were going to make as deep a run, but I thought they were going to be in the mix as far as, like, oh, you know, they're in the second round and who knows what, what can happen. But And then the Knicks, obviously, I mean, that, you know, I, Tom, I've, I heard this in the middle of the year, like towards the end of the year, you know, Thibodeau should be a coach to where he's only a one-year coach and then you move on to the next guy because he he's worn out almost every team I think he's been on after year one. Like, they just don't respond the same way to him after that first year. And, I mean, they really – and the fact that they have all these young guys and that's not how, you know, Thibodeau really does operate the team. He wants old guys, veterans that he can trust. They traded for Cam Reddish and they didn't use him at all. Like they, what a waste! And I, I, I honestly think, and I know other reports say otherwise, he should really be on the hot seat because he's not gonna take you anywhere as far as playoff implications or anything like that. So they, they really disappointed me this year after what they did last year. And you know, everybody thought the Knicks were back, and you know, everybody was fooled. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just saw this coming. He did this with the Bulls. Um, the Wolves. So he kind of has a history. The Wolves kind of has a history of just kind of having a great year and then um, kind of faltering back. I mean, same with the Hawks, though, with uh, McMillan. I mean, yeah, no. uh, he's had a, he has a record of kind of, you know, getting people to play for him the first year and then kind of just, you know, stales and it just stays. They just stay flat. And the Hawks did the same thing. So both kind of disappointing, but I think the Hawks kind of, um, made it up at the end, uh, sneaking into the playing game at the very least, uh, dodging the Knicks. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think the, the Hawks can make a great run um, in the playoffs. I think if the Nets beat the Cavs and, and the Hawks win their series, they, they have a legitimate shot of kind of making some noise as an eighth seed and, and kind of giving Miami a good you series. You really think they're going to push Miami to more than five games? Yes, I do. I think mm. the Hawks are the kind of teams that they'll turn it up in the playoffs, especially with the run they made last year. I I have to see it. I don't I don't know. I mean, Trey Trey obviously another great year for him, and you know he kind of answered a, he, he he checked a lot of boxes for me. I really thought the the rule was going to affect him more than Harden. The you know the rule change they did with the leaning into the defender and. Clearly, it affected Harden more. We we had that conversation where like who's who's the new rule gonna affect with the you know that foul leaning into the shoot the defender while you're shooting, and Harden. I mean his his free throw attempts went down the shit, and you know like Trey Young really carried this team. If Trey Young's not in this team, they're a lot they're picking in the top three. So you know he had a good year. I don't know. I like I said, I just have to see it. I don't. know. They're missing something a player or two or three like i like john collins i like okongu when he's healthy obviously trey but I, they just need something and 
I kind of want to give a bold prediction at the end if we, you know, if it fits. But I, I think they're gonna get somebody this off season. But I don't know. We'll see. But we'll see if we get to it. But uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like Miami right now. They're they're kind of fuck you mode, and they want to shut everybody up. And I think the first round they'll take care of them, whoever they play, in like four or five games. Yeah, so. um, <clears throat> but no, I mean, those are the two kind of surprising, <laughs> the most disappointing teams, I guess, and then the Raptors would be my surprising team. Yeah. Um, yeah but overall, I think overall the East is kind of just, like I said earlier, it's, it's balanced. It's very, a lot of parity this year. I mean, the Cavs at some point were number two um, seed, and, you know, they kind of had a little, uh, they ran into some some uh, tough part of their schedule, and they lost a couple games, and then they ended up dropping to uh, eight seed. So, I mean. Uh, it, it really is hit and miss this East. It, it can go anywhere, really. That's why I'm expecting some some possible upsets in the, in the first round. Yeah. I can see – go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, like, I can see, you know, the Nets winning the first round against the Celtics of the Heat. Um, same thing with the Hawks. Then I'll probably put the Cavs up there, and then I can definitely see the, the Raptors probably beating Philly. So a lot of upsets, I think, in my opinion, in the first round that can happen in the East. Yeah, and um... – I was going to say my surprise team, I, I don't want to steal yours. Obviously, the Raptors are the obvious, but the Cavs, I mean, we we were talking about this before the before we started recording. I mean, Garland really stepping up the way he did and Mobley obviously, you know, taking the rookie of the year reigns. I don't know, depending on who you talk to, but, um, you know, the, the year he had, I mean, I, I didn't expect this from Cleveland at all. And the fact that they're actually making noise without LeBron, I mean, that just shows how far they've come. Kevin Love has accepted a, you know, a bench role, which I'm really surprised about. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. I thought he was going to get traded before the year ended. And, you know, he ended up biting the bullet, if you if you will. And he really accepted the role. And I thought that was really big of him. And obviously the fact that they have Jared Allen on that team and they really stole him from that, that Harden trade, I mean, you know, We'll see what what they do with in this offseason. I feel like they could really make a run next year if they play their cards right. So, yeah, that would be my surprise pick. And honestly, yeah, you want to talk about upsets. I really think the biggest upset, if you want to call it that, would be um, Toronto beating Philly because they really kicked their ass all year. They beat them three, mm-hmm. game, three, three out of the four games they played. And, you know, that, like you said, Nick Nurse really knows how to find pieces, you know, that work in his system. And if you watch that last Raptors-Sixers game, Harden couldn't do shit. I mean, they, they have so much length, so much athleticism. And, uh, I mean, we, we've seen it. When Harden gets pressured like that and he can't get his little, you know, his little ter- uh, step backs and he starts dribble, dribble, dribble all over the place and he can't, nothing works. I mean, you know that messes with his psyche. And this team is built to be, uh, to upset Anybody, like I said, I didn't want the Celtics to play the Raptors. They would have lost. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I completely agree with you. Philly should really be scared. And obviously, Embiid's going to do what he does. I mean, nobody's going to guard Embiid. But it's the same way. Nobody's going to be able to guard Barnes, Siakam. Siakam really turned it on at the end of the year after all those contract shit and, you know, all the back and forth he had with Masai in the beginning of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, Toronto, I honestly- Oh, I honestly think Embiid won't even have a good series as well. I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen, but the Raptors held to held the beat and beat to zero points, I believe, two years ago. 
Um, so they have the capability of kind of just shutting down Embiid and making a, a Harden kind of the, the, the star of that team, uh, which you mentioned they can contain as well. So um, this wouldn't be an upset. I'll probably bet the Raptors yeah. in the series, um, especially with the Doc Rivers' playoff record as well. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's that would probably be the lock for me in, in the East would be that series. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at that number. I was like, I might have to throw something on there because that's a complete possibility that they lose that series. And yeah. who know who knows where Philly goes from here after that? I don't know what they do. But um, who's your playing? Uh, who's your seven and eight seed? I want to know. Obviously, you have Nets. I know, but who's your yeah? Eight? Nets Hawks? seven. The Hawks are. I might I might go Hawks. Okay. To be quite honest, seven. I had the eight. I had the Nets, and then I had the um, I I picked the Hornets. I don't know. Something tells me they're gonna do something. They're gonna get out of the playing game this year, and then they're gonna get smoked in the first round. But. I don't know. I, I think LaMelo and Rozier are going to turn it on. I think they're pretty pissed that they got embarrassed against the Pacers last year. So, um, you know, I, I just had them coming out. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the East. We Like I said, we we're pretty much on the same page with both of these conferences, but you're, you're going to see our West is a joke. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into it, Julian. This is I'm looking at this. I'm just fucking regretting a lot of these picks, but Go ahead. I want you to. Well, I want you to list yours out. Go ahead. You go first. All of it, one through ten. I'll, um, go, I'll do mine right after. So let's obviously let's go over current standing: Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavs, Jazz, Nuggets, Wolves, Clippers, Pelicans, Spurs. Uh huh. Um. So mine was kind of Nuggets number one, Lakers two, Jazz, Clippers, Mavs, Suns, uh, Warriors, Blazers, Kings, and Grizzlies. Good lord, that is not a good list. Of- oh, don't don't <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'll tell you mine. I had the Lakers one already a big red flag. Suns two. I mean, they were one off. The Jazz three. The Jazz were, I mean, they were very middle of the road, boring team this year. I had the Nuggets four, uh, the Mavericks five, Clippers six, Blazers seven, Warriors eight, Grizzlies nine, Kings ten. Yeah, that bottom is a joke. I mean, that obviously the number one Lakers was bad, and then Having the Grizzlies and Warriors eight and nine, I mean, couldn't be more more wrong about that with, with that prediction. But I mean, hey, we we I remember when we talked about it before and during and after, we didn't know what was gonna go on with the Warriors health wise. I think I'll give us the excuse the the cop out on that. Like we were still under the impression that it was gonna be Steph and Draymond with all these young mm-hmm. guys. So, I mean. I didn't think they were going to fucking Jordan Poole is going to fucking fly out of the wall the way he did. He's probably going to win most improved. Um, I didn't think he was going to come out the way he did, the way he stepped up. And obviously Kaminga and Moody really out exceeded expectations, mine at least. And, um, you know, Draymond was hurt most of the year, but uh, I, I think he, obviously the experience that he has with them will be a big key in the playoffs. And then Clay coming back when he did and it took him a bit but you know when he when he gets going i mean they're they're a scary team so they're probably the one team that nobody's really thinking about challenging the suns and you know i feel like they have the biggest shot to upset the suns in the whatever round they play them in but um biggest surprise for you i would honestly i, I would have to guess the lakers right disappointment they're, they're the, my biggest disappointment of course um the biggest surprise to me 
it would probably be the Grizzlies. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I knew they were going to make a little jump. I didn't think there's going to be this high of a jump. Two? The fact that no they, way. The, the <laughs> fact that they did this without John, though, for a while was yeah. very impressive. Like, um, this team is loaded. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if John was there all year, I could kind of understand why this team would kind of excel the way they did. But, you know, with John being out for, like, I think, 20 to 30 games, it was huge. It was huge. And uh, I want to do give my, my guy uh, – uh, his flowers, um, Dylan Brooks. He he mm. he was you know excelling uh, this year, um, and then of course Zaire Williams and then Jerron Ger- Jackson. Um, but not mm. Dylan Brooks. I mean the dude. I, he he can ball, man. The dude can ball um, and stuff like that. And I, I did see a couple of their games even without the Lakers being on. I did see a couple Warriors, um, Warriors Grizzlies games, and they're not afraid. That's the thing. They're they're yeah. fearless, dude. They 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 don't play anybody and they'll play hard um so yeah i mean i just wanted to give these guys their flowers because they deserve it and man oh man i don't know like this 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 team can make a noise in the playoffs because like i said they're fearless um but yeah that would be my biggest surprise and then as far as the d- disappointment i mean we'll get to the lakers in this one episode coming up but um just kind of a real quick recap i mean it was bound to happen i guess you can say uh just the way it was all set up and the way they approached everything because we before we when we did the preview episode we had uh we already had we had already seen preseason games and things like that and they weren't even looking good in preseason games so i guess we should have kind of saw this coming a little mm-hmm. bit and, you know we just we were kind of too hyped around the, the roster they had yeah i mean real quick going back to the grizzlies i mean desmond bain he really the fact that the celtics traded him for a second round pick is a joke i mean that danny ainge Fuck you. <laughs> but I was I'm just pissed. I was like, bro, like we had him, we picked him and we traded him to trade back in my, the draft. It's like, bro. My guy, the TCU, the TCU alum, the horn frog, Desmond Bain. I mean, I heard good stories about him. Yeah. Buddy. He, he uh, that, uh he's been playing his ass off this year. I mean, he really it was a big contributor to why they won a lot of games too. And they're kind of like they remind me of the Raptors, like they just have guys that fit well in that system and I don't know if you knew this Taylor Jenkins coach. I had no idea who he was. And, you know, and the fact that, you know, he's probably going to finish top two or three in coach of the year. I think that's Monty's to lose. But, um, I mean, he they really exceeded all expectations. And big, they're the biggest surprise. And, uh, and I don't want to, you know, swing too low at you. Obviously, you know, your, your Lakers being – what they are, but I think the Nuggets really have to be a disappointment this year, even though Jokic had another MVP year. You know, the fact that they they really don't have a team around him. It's a joke what guys they're throwing, what lineups and rotations they have out there. It's a joke. I mean, the the fact that Austin Rivers and um, you know, Boogie Cousins at his age right now are getting legitimate minutes for a, a contender, I mean that that is a huge red flag. And I mean, they're one of those teams that they should have been involved in a lot more trades than they, you know, where they were shooting down those rumors, no to Harden, no to Beal. And they really should have been in those talks. Like they, they had one of those guys, it would be a completely different story. And, you know, they gave Michael Porter that absurd extension for literally doing nothing. Like he did a pull up three in the bubble and they gave him a $200 million extension. So I mean, that they have to be uh, up there as a disappointment. They have Jokic, and they're really blowing these years away. And, you know, I, I don't know what 
what they need like told to them i don't know if they if they need somebody in there to talk i don't know what it is bro like they need to get their shit together because they can be legitimate playoff or finals contenders with Jokic the way he's playing and he's not going to be playing like that forever he's a big man eventually they all break down at some point Mm -hmm. so you you have to especially the sixers too they have to take advantage of these two guys they have the way they're playing in their prime put a better team around them and you'll see you won't regret it but yeah, the Nuggets to me. I mean that that was just very disappointing. And like I said, it's not it's not their fault. You know, Murray and Porter were both hurt hurt at the same time, and I I figured they weren't going to be ready by playoff time because how far into the season they got hurt last year. But um, yeah, I mean that's just I don't know if you, they were your number one team for a reason. I don't know if they would be a disappointment for you as well, but. Um, um, not that disappointing. I mean, yes, they are a little bit. Just, I mean, Jokic did his thing as yeah, always. Um, of his roster, like you said, is was a joke a little bit. Um, but I, I had trust in them, kind of squeak out some victories. Uh, <clears throat> I, I thought Murray would be back by now. Yeah. Um, kind of, I thought he was. I, I was expecting him to kind of come back in March and kind of have a a late regular season, you know, uh, run. Kind of just get his feet wet again and kind of get back his conditioning back, but. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, I think they did fine from being the sixth seed. Uh, it could be worse. It really could. Uh, just look at the past Lakers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Lakers have a superstar in their team, too, and they didn't even make playoffs. So, um, yeah, I'm a little slightly disappointed in the Nuggets. But, I mean, I, they they did they did good for what for what they had, really, yeah. in my opinion. So. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not – and I know some people are going to be like, you're talking shit about the Nuggets. No, I really – I really fucking love Jokic. Like, the way he's done all year and – even with all the Embiid hype around, like he was still averaging a triple double at some parts of the season. Like he was just fucking some of the, the the stats he would put up. It's like, what? Like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Like this is fucking crazy. Like the, he's just regularly putting up tw- like 25, 12 and nine a night. And nobody's talking about it the way they talked about Embiid all year. So I have to give him his flowers for sure. But that's just more of the nuggets management and, the pieces they put around him, they just didn't help him, and they should be in better positioning than they are right now. That's why I say they're disappointing. But um, playing, who you got coming out seven eight? Who's your your two that's coming out? Obviously, it's Timberwolves, Clippers, uh, Pelicans, Spurs. So, um, uh, I I do think um, I kind of want to pick the Wolves here, but the Clippers have been very underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I might pick the 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 Clippers to win the seventh seed, and then the Wolves to win the eighth seed. I I think the Pelicans have been really good recently, <clears throat> um, but I think the Wolves are kind of uh, kind of are ready to kind of take a little bigger leap. I think the Pelicans with the addition of CJ, um, it's been a good run, but I think it's kind of time yeah. to like just take the off season to regroup and, and make a leap like the War Grizzlies did this season. So I'm gonna go Clippers seven, Wolves eight. I got Wolves 7, Clippers 8. I mean, the same thing. I mean, I just think the mm-hmm. Wolves, again, they're another team that nobody's really talking about. They're really underrated. Cat, the way he's kind of stepped up this year and elevated his game, and he kind of has a fuck you in him now. You know what I mean? Like, he was very, mm-hmm. as a big man, he was very timid. He was very, you know, in the background. Now he's like a leader on this team. And, you know, it took him a while, but, I mean, he's there now, and, Maybe Pat Beverly has something to do with that, but he's kind of like, you know, he was, he's been talking shit all year. So I really like that in my big man, you know, and, um, you know, they, I, I think 
obviously Edwards isn't healthy right now, but um, I still think they're going to get past the Clippers and the Clippers, they're going to be whoever they have to play. I mean, the Spurs and Pelicans, not really much to say there. Like you said, the Pelicans, good run. You know, the fact that they turned their season around the way they did and snuck into the playing game, you know, kudos to them, but they have a really big cloud looming over them and his name's Zion Williamson. So we'll see what happens in that situation. But um, yeah, but I, I, I think it's, it'll be the same, just different order, but um, yeah, I mean, Suns Clippers again, like last year, obviously not in the Western conference finals, but that, that should be fun. I mean, who knows if Kawhi comes back? I mean, that I've been hearing and seeing a lot of stuff who knows how much weight you want to put into that. But uh, Paul George is, I think, isn't he supposed to be back like full time? Like he's back now, right? Like, yeah, he's he's yeah. completely back. Yeah, he's okay. uh, he's full time now. Yeah. Norman Powell, I think, is supposed to come back too. So, um, you know, they they might they might be a team, and I've seen some people throw like sleeper picks on on them. Unless they have Kawhi, there's no reason to put any money on them to win anything. So, um, no, really, hey, and I it's. Mean, the, that's not really being disrespectful. I mean, they need Kawhi to, you know, get to where they want to be there. They obviously made the Western Conference Finals last year because the fucking Jazz just love choking leads. But, um, oh, yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think if Kawhi was healthy, I think next year they're a legit favorite. We, we've said this before. I mean, with the depth they have in their wings, and they're probably going to add some pieces in the offseason, they should be legitimately – uh, the the favorite one or one of the favorites in the West next year for sure. But um, yeah, I mean those are gonna be interesting series. And then Memphis, uh, Minnesota, that'll probably be a quick five game series. But hey, I mean we're seeing teams, you know, back in the playoffs that we haven't seen before, so it's a little exciting. I, mean, I I I tend to get bored of the old, the same old, same old. So I like when shit gets shaken up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Those two series, um, I think they both start Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, um, so with 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 me, I would probably um, just kind of looking at the matchups. Probably the biggest surprise, or not surprise, but a team that could make a big run, um, in my opinion, would be um, the Clippers. I think I think mm-hmm. um, if they make the seven C two, especially. Um, I like I, I just gave the Grizzlies their flowers, but I think the Clippers are also kind of on that same level where they're fearless. Mm. Um, and I, I think they could beat the Grizzlies. I think they could beat the Grizzlies in a series. I really do like seven, six games. I think the Grizzlies kind of come in fearless, but they don't know what to expect in a playoff series other than Steven Adams or Stefan Adams, as people like to call him now. But um, yeah, I would probably pick the Clippers as a big upset. Whoa. But without, I mean, other than that, other than that, I mean, I can see the Suns, Warriors, and Mavs kind of cruising through for the second round all right i mean we'll we'll go to we'll do final picks in a second but uh let's let's um get to our awards real quick and then we'll predict what we think is going to happen um yes sir i think start with uh you want to start with the with the rookie of the year that we didn't have oh yeah so rookie of the year we both had Jalen green i think that's i mean understandable in the beginning i mean he had a lot of hype around him um I thought his dunking alone was going to be, um, you know, what puts him over the top. Obviously, rookie of the year to me is a popularity contest, if anything. So, you know, rookie with the best highlights always wins. And I thought he was going to take it. But Mobley, I mean, I don't, I, unless, 
And I, I know he got hurt, but I still think the season that he had, it's kind of like LaMelo. LaMelo got hurt last year, and then everybody was giving it to Edwards, and then LaMelo came back and showed you why he, he deserved to win it. I think Mobley's proven he deserves to win it. I don't know about you. I don't know if you have Scotty Barnes, but uh, I have Mobley winning it now, but we both had Green um, in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, Green Green kind of made a case uh, throughout the season a little bit. I had a rocky start, but yeah. Um, honestly, I, it, I I think it's a toss up right now. Looking at this past season, I think it's between uh, Mobley and Cade. I think Cade had a great end yeah. of the season, and just like you mentioned with Lamelo, like I mean, he he had some plays at the end, kind of gave him the war after. But I think same situation with Cade had a slow start, but when he started to pick it up more and more, I think the media is kind of like, oh, like this is the Cade we expected, first pick of the draft, blah blah yeah. blah. So. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kate takes the award, but I, I definitely would make the case for Mobley. Um, I think he's just been year-round the best rookie in this class and this season, and he's just that's why the Cavs are where they're at. With obviously it's Darius Garland, but Mobley has been a big part of that. So I'd definitely give Mobley the edge, but I can see the media giving it to Kate. Yeah, I, I think those are those are two pretty easy ones. I mean, not easy, but I'm just saying those are going to be probably the top two. I've seen Scotty Barnes mentioned a lot and. I don't know if he's deserving of that, but I mean, he had a good year. I'm not going to knock him, but yeah, it has to be between Cade and Mobley without those two on those two on those teams, those, you know, Cavs and Pistons, we're not even talking about them again. So, um, you know, those, those two really made a huge impact on their team. Yes, so, sir. Uh, you have Cade, I have Mobley, uh, MVP, uh, you had Luca, not a bad pick. I had Harden. That's a very bad pick. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly, I listened to it again and, you know, I thought they were going to make it work and Harden was going to do what he did in the beginning of the Nets run, you know, distribute the offense, kind of get those double, double, triple, double games that he was getting. And we know what happened there. And like I said, with Luca, that was, a, I mean, that's not a bad pick at all. I mean, we, he just, he always starts too slow. Like that's his, I think that's the problem. Like he, he either picks it up towards the after the All Star game, and that's a little too late, like for our MVP case. So, um, I can see it. I mean, I just thought Luca was gonna yeah. come out swinging um, this year, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why I picked him. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of the performance Jokic had this season oh, is kind yeah. of what I expected with Luca, and um, I mean, he 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 is another on one of the great players in this league. Um, he just, like you said, sometimes he kind of just takes it easy. And it's not a bad thing. I think he really just kind of want to feel things out this season, to start the year and then kind of mm-hmm. pick it up as he can. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a – it wasn't a bad pick, in my opinion. No, it's just, no, no, no. Um, it's just kind of how Luca is. I don't think he'll ever win an MVP award. Yeah, I had him the year prior. So, I mean, I, the same thing. You would think, you know, coming into it, it's like he's one of the best young players that we have. And eventually he's going to be – you know, one or two in the league. So uh, I thought he, he was yeah. going to take the leap last year. You thought he was going to take it this year. And who knows? I feel like eventually he'll win one, but it'll just be probably like, you know, two, three years from now. But I mean, do we have, are we deferring with the MVP this year? Mine's Jokic. I mean, there's no question. Uh, I think there is a question. I think, I mean, Ooh. I'm still picking Jokic. I think Jokic is, is by far the MVP, but I think I mean, there's MVP, a debate for him. Yeah, Embiid. I'm not, I'm not saying he had a bad year or anything, but what Jokic was doing with this, with these bums that he had. Oh, I mean, 
I get mm. that. Um, I do, but I, I I've been making the case for Giannis as of late. I think Giannis um really like really elevated the Bucks um at the end of the season. <clears throat> um, just his all around game, dude. Like, I mean, he he's been an MVP before. He's a champion now, but he still somehow got better. Mm-hmm. which it, it alone should be a case for MVP. I mean, the dude's been racking up good numbers as well. Obviously not as good as Jokic, um, but he has won a couple games for the Bucks, just like Jokic has for the Nuggets. So I just don't see any difference between, you know, Jokic, um, Jokic's resume and Giannis's. I guess just the, the exception of uh, Jokic having better stats. Um, but that's just a testament to how bad the Nuggets are in the Bucks. I mean, they have some squad. They have some players on their team like Middleton who could take the ball and take some stats away from Giannis. So I think Giannis has a really good case, um, especially at the end of the season where he's beaten crucial teams. He beat um, the Nets, um, and then I think he beat uh, the Heat at some point too. So he he's had made a case um, at the end of the season to kind of uh, so, make some noise and, and win MVP, but obviously it's still Jokic. So it beats three for you? Yes, I would definitely put Jokic one, Giannis two, and B three. But I have looked at some media already kind of – some media members have already submitted their ballot for MVP, and right now Jokic is in the lead, but I think Embiid's second and a close second at that. So I think yeah, that's how I have leaning it. towards Embiid. Yeah, I have a Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. Um, yeah, yeah, for now I think I've seen – I think I've seen like 10 people vote for Jokic and like six, seven on Embiid and then like two on Giannis. Damn, that's pretty early. Uh, when is the deadline for that to for them to submit that? That's kind of early, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, but I, it's just kind of the first few that have already done it. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like Jokic will probably win it comfortably, though. Yeah, I mean, well deserved. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I just think he was more important to his team than anybody else was. I mean, you could say that with Embiid too, but I mean, if Embiid's not in the Sixers. I don't think we're talking about the Sixers in any capacity. So, um, you know, we'll just move on from there. We have Defensive Player of the Year. You were you were pretty close. If he was healthy more, I think he would have won it. You had Bam. Um, I had AD. Maybe he could have won it, but he just never got his footing with health. And um, there was never any implications that he was going to make a you know push for it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you were right there. Some people still have Bam as their defensive player of the year. So, I mean, that was a pretty spot-on pick for you. Yeah, I mean, um, with UAD, though, too, like, he – I saw a stat the other day that AD still has more blocks this season than some other player on the squad who played almost every game. I forgot what – I can't – I know it's a very vague stat, but um, if I can find it, uh, he essentially had more blocks than this player, and this player played almost every game, so – um, AD mm-hmm. when he's healthy he would have probably won the, the, the award um, but obviously injuries kind of uh, took a toll on him and same with Bam but I mean the fact that Bam's still top three even being you know missing 30 games is yeah. pretty impressive in my opinion but I mean I think I think this one's kind of the, mo- the easiest award to give out this year I think it's Marcus Smart the dude's just been balling on defense yeah. and he prides himself on defense so uh, and, this, and the way the Celtics have been improving as the season has gone on, I got to give Marcus Myers flowers, man. It still deserves them, the, this award. Yeah, it's – I mean, you you could put it in your – I think Smart will win it. Smart, Bam, Giannis, I mean, up there, I think those are pretty easy, like you said. But Smart really – like I said, he really turned it around. Like, he started off the season so bad. And, you know, he him calling out Tatum and Brown and all that, like that, 
I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing to them, but it did something for them. They, the psyche turned around and uh, market smart finally, you know, played into his role. That's the role he needs to play in. Like, you know, just take your, take your couple threes every now and then, but you're a defensive guy. Like you need to really thrive on that. And he did. And he really stepped up and you could even make a case. I'm not saying now, but if he didn't get hurt, you could have put Rob Williams up there too. I mean, the way he was blocking shots and defending the paint, I think he would have ended up top three in the voting if he did play play all his games or play more than what he played at the end of the year. But um, yeah, I think it's smart as well. Um, moving forward, uh, coach of the year, or if you have anything else on that, I mean, I think no, I mean that was, that was pretty got that got that pretty rough though. Coach of the year, I mean, we're either one of us is going to be right. Unless uh, Jenkins wins it, but we had I had Monty, you had uh, Eric Spolstra. I, I think either one of those guys are going to win it. Um, two number one seeds in their respective conferences. I mean, they they both really just kicked everybody's ass all year on you know their side of the the playing field. And yeah, I mean the the Heat dominated the East, and obviously the the Suns with the best record at sixty four and eighteen. I think it's Monty's award, but I wouldn't be surprised if Spolstra wins it the way they, you know, to really turn it around. I mean, I know they were in the finals in the bubble two years ago, but, you know, the fact that they were able to turn it around, get the one seed, they, they got Lowry in there, it worked out. And uh, even with Bam being hurt, they were still able to keep that that number one seed. So I don't know who you have, but I, I have Monty. Um, I kind of want to be biased with myself here and pick, and pick sports. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, you should. Um, no, but I'm not going to. I think I think it's Jenkins to lose. You think Whoa. it's Monty's to lose? I think it's Jenkins to lose just because of wow. the big leap the Grizzlies took. I mean, Monty, you know, he has a solid roster. I mean, we knew that last year in the playoff. I, I just think they have to give it um, to him. Like they, dang, what he did last year, he should have got it, but they gave it to Tom Thibodeau. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, I can see that, but I just think the fact that Jenkins really, really, really exceeded expectations for the Grizzlies. I mean, you could look at our standings. We had the yeah. Grizzlies, what, 10th? 10, then, 10 uh, and 9. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that they're the two seed really could, you know, could have gotten the one seed if they played a little better, but they still played great as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both had the Suns, like, what, top four, top five in, this, in the standings prediction? So, uh, yeah. we kind of knew. I had the Suns at, at five. Um or six, sorry. Six, yeah, I have um, two. Um, but, like, I mean, mm-hmm. we both had some expectations for the Suns to make playoffs comfortably. Um, and, I mean, obviously, money kept them at one, which is very, very impressive. No no hangover from the playoffs when they had last year. But, I mean, Jenkins all along, dude, this dude really just – this team was not supposed to do the run they had. And I know Jaw was supposed to take a big leap, but, man, oh, man, like I said, I mean, they won games without Jaw. So that's very impressive. I think Jenkins yeah. deserved the MVP. Um, and then I'll probably pick Monty two and then Spolstra three. But really any of these three can make a solid case, especially Spolstra. Um, the dude, the dude really took the heat to number one. And and I I mean I kind of expected him to have a top three um standings. Um, but him to be the best team in the East is also a good case for as well. So I'm gonna go Jenkins, and I think the media will probably pick Jenkins. Um, but I mean, I would not bash them for picking Monty or Spolstra, either one. Yeah, I I I just think they're gonna do Monty Spolstra Jenkins, and that's not that's not hate against Jenkins. I just feel like Monty got robbed last year. Thibodeau had no re- no 
reason at all winning that award last year. So I think they they do right and they give it to him this year. That that's my only reasoning. But yeah, what is, Jane, what is your thoughts on Yudoka uh, maybe even having the case? Uh, I mean, he they did have a good year, but I don't think it's it holds any weight. He's gonna finish four or five. I mean, just depending on who votes, but um, I I. I think it's those three at the top, Spolstra, Williams, Jenkins, any order you want to put him in. But, I mean, Yudoka had a good year. I'm not going to hate. He really – he's like I said, he surprised – I didn't think they were going to do anything at all, like the way they started and the way they looked in January. Whoa. They were, I think, seven, you know, at the beginning of the year. So, um, the beginning of the calendar year. So, I mean, I'm completely surprised. I'm completely shocked pleasantly. But – no, nah, I don't think he has any any case to, you know, really threaten the top three right now that we have. But I mean, I you know, I bet it's you some... there's a lot of great there's a lot of great candidates, man. I mean, JB yeah. Bickerstaff, Cavs, the Cavs did good. I mean, Ty Lu, Ty Luke already got the Clippers to kind of do without Paul George and Kawhi. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of coaches out there that could win. Nick Nurse, I mean, we've talked about it. Nick yes. Nurse, yeah. See, yeah. so there's a lot of good candidates that that should make a case. Uh, but I think those three that you mentioned, Spolsh Romani yeah. and Jenkins, have the best solid cases for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, we'll see. I, I don't I, I forget when they usually announce the awards, but, I mean, we're not going to be surprised whoever wins it. So, unless fucking they give it to Nurse. I'd be surprised if Nurse gets it, though. You know, like, out of everybody, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> they called up. But I can see, I mean, the Raptors had no expectations and they did that. So, uh, six-man. Uh, let's see. You have Patty Mills. I had Malik Monk. Um, I think this might be the easiest one. This is Tyler Hero. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's really the bread and butter of what the Heat do in crunch time. And um, yeah, I mean, this is this is gonna be Tyler Hero's award. He's the he's the all on all odds favorite in all the books. So um, I don't know if you have anybody else that could really sneak uh, steal this award, I- but. Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Hawks. Uh, he moved to the bench in January and I think kind of improved from it. They had a solid bench player. So I think mm. uh, Bogdanovich has a case, but I think it's heroes to lose. This is also a very easy one. So yeah. I put hero one, Bogdanovich two with a decent case, and then Kevin Love maybe at three, just because, like you said, he accepted the bench role and the Cavs really kind of excelled because of it. So yeah. uh, got to give Kevin Love his flowers at three. But yeah, Tyler Heroes to lose. I mean, this is yeah. his award, really. And for the best records, we had the I had the Bucks, you had the Nets. Um, and our finals predictions was Lakers Bucks. I mean you forgot one, most improved. Oh, most improved, you're right. I missed one. I had OG Ananobi, you had Halliburton. I mean, I, unless you see otherwise, I think Jordan Poole has to be the favorite to win it. Oh no, no, no. I think there's DeJounte Murray from the Spurs, dude. No way. I think he I think the dude's been having a good season. Um, obviously, we don't pay attention to the damn Spurs anymore. They're they're really just kind of <clears throat> under the radar team. Um, but I mean, look, Murray—he was an All Star, right? He made an All Star team this year. The dude's been yeah, balling. Um, you know, he's very—he's averaging close to a triple double. Um, so, <clears throat> I, I just think he—he—he he, he deserves this award, um, especially with the Spurs having no business being in a playing game. I think as bad as the Lakers were, they deserve. I think the Lakers had a very solid shot at getting at least the 10th seed, and the Spurs just came in and, you know, having no business to making that 10th seed, they did it. 
especially with the departure of DeRozan this season. So I think Murray took a big leap, in my opinion. He is by far the most improved player, and I think Jordan Poole's too. And then Desmond Bain could be a good case for three. Desmond Bain's young, though. This is his second year, I think. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Murray, I, I just feel like the media really bought into Poole. And mm-hmm. Like you said, nobody's talking about the Spurs, and I feel like that's going to play a factor in the voting. But Murray, yeah, for sure, he had a good year. Like you said, no business making the play. And no, I, I had no doubt in my mind the Lakers were going to be at least 10 in the play-in, you know, when, when it was all said and done. And the Spurs, I mean, I the fact that they beat the Nuggets, and I know the Nuggets were really playing for nothing at that point, but I was like, okay, they'll lose to the Nuggets, and then we'll see what happens after that. And they beat them, and that really put all the pressure on the Lakers, and that was it. But, yeah, all year, him and Yaka Pirtle really has – have carried this team so um you know give the give the spurs players their their flowers this might be pops uh second to last year so um mm, that's true i mean so, i mean the fact that they're yeah. even in the, in the conversation to make up another playoffs with this team i mean that that's all the credit in the world to pop and murray i just think the media is gonna pick pool so that's why i think he's a favorite but hey if murray wins i'm not gonna be fucking moving furniture around like that well deserved <laughs> so but i uh, i'm like reading over the list again I, I didn't miss anything else good thing you told me about that because i would have moved up moved past it but yeah we had our finals pick lakers bucks so um yeah i mean i don't know I mean, yeah we, we, we might we might we might get still there yeah we might get one you know that that's a toss-up between three teams right now but yeah lakers we missed on but who you got let's just get to it Finals. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously break down the each each round. We'll, we'll get into like the brackets and stuff when it starts breaking down. But who's your mm-hmm. pick? Who's your early uh, early favorite East and West? Who you got? I think I'm gonna go do a rematch. Suns uh, Bucks. Mm, um, yeah. In the East, it, it's just in the East. Like I said, it's very balanced. But I think the Bucks take out just because I mean the Heat. Um, they had a very good season, Cinderella season. They they exceeded my expectations, even though I had high ones for them. But I, yeah. I don't think they're playoff ready just yet. The Celtics, um, same thing. I don't think they're they're playoff ready just yet. With Udoka being his first year coach, Philly is a shit show, dumpster fire. They're bound to lose. Um, <laughs> Toronto, as good as Nick Nurse is, they don't have I think enough talent to make it to the finals just yet. The Bulls. They had a great season, but they've been kind of falling off. And they, they are they are bad against good teams. They the Bulls yeah. are very good at beating bad teams, but they're they struggle against good teams. And then the Nets, um, just kind of I would have picked the Nets, but just kind of in the position they're in, they have to. I think they have to overcome a lot of obstacles, and I, I think it'll be kind of tough on them. Yeah. Um, so and then the Cavs, Hawks, Hornets. I mean, all three teams really have no shot um, of making the finals. They have a shot of winning maybe the first round, but that's it. And then in the West, kind of just looking at it, the Grizzlies, a great run, fearless. But I, I even I think they, they're, they're not ready. Warriors is a big question mark. I was kind of wanted to pick the Warriors, but the fact that Clay, Steph, and Draymond have only played 11 minutes this season is a big question mark for me. I think they should have been playing a lot more together before the playoffs, kind of get their chemistry back together. So um, I can see the Warriors kind of struggling a little bit. And then the Mavs is a big X factor, big question mark as well. But I think if they run into the Suns in the first round or the second round, the Suns have the better talent. They can destroy the Mavs. Um, yeah. Jazz, we know what they are. Nuggets, without Jokic, they're bad. Um, and if Murray comes back, I think Murray's going to need some games to get some conditioning and stuff like that back. Wolves, not ready. Clippers, if Kawhi were there, like you said, 
they can make noise, but then he won't be Pelicans and Spurs. Yeah, no shot. So I'm just gonna go logic here, Suns, Bucks, just because those two teams I feel like are the most ready to meet again in the finals. Yeah, I mean I I have the same, but I mean I will say I'm very confident saying this. If Rob Williams gets healthy by round two, don't be surprised if the Bucks lose against the Celtics. I mean, Celtics are gonna have home court. They have the size to match up with the Bucks, and honestly, I feel like this is you know Tatum's year to really take that leap in the playoffs. Where I mean, he's had good games in the playoffs, but if if you guys are really about this shit, I, you need to show it in the playoffs, not only in the regular season. So um, I just think I just think if if it's a Bucks Celtics matchup. Um, and we can maybe even make an episode on this in the second round. But if it happens, I, I, I think looking at matchups, yes, the, the Celtics have the size, but um, I think Giannis is the best defender in the league. And I think he's capable of kind of slowing down Tatum. Um, and then, like you said, you can always say, like, oh, we have Jalen Brown. But I think Drew Holiday is a very underrated defender, too, at guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can just, he can interrupt, like, disrupt uh, Jalen Brown's game as well. So I think the Celtics, yes, they match up length wise, but I think overall the, the Bucks have a better offense to offer than the Celtics do. Yeah. I mean, it honestly, it's, it's going to just come down to who, who plays the better defense that series. I mean, that's why Rob Williams is so important and, if he does come back healthy, which I mean, meniscus, it's always iffy. Who knows? But if it's a big if, but if he does, I mean, that that's really the only competition I see the Bucks having. I mean, Miami, like you said, they'll probably be better next year. Who knows what they'll do in the offseason? But um, yeah, I, I think Bucks Suns is the, the easiest um, rematch to that we're seeing right now. Like you said, the West, I mean, to me, with the Warriors, their experience is going to be a really big factor for me. I think once they play the Grizzlies in round two, I I, I want to see. We know what Ja does in the playoffs. He did it last year against the Jazz. They won a game because of him last year, him and Brooks. So I want to see with this squad that they have now, you know, that they've been playing well all year. I want to see how they they play in the playoffs. It's a whole different ballgame when you go in the playoffs. Like, you know, the, the, there's more pressure. There's you can't go on a little two-game skid in the playoffs. Not most teams come back from it. So I want to see how they look in the playoffs with the Warriors. To me, it's a bad matchup with the Suns, but I just think experience might get them over the hump. But the Suns are just too good, man. They had a historic year. We thought Aiton's contract was going to be an issue. Kind of looked look like that in the beginning, but they turned it around quick, fast, and in a hurry. And right. look where they are, man. I mean, they – they, they're the clear favorites in the West right now, and I, I mean, it's going to be hard to convince me otherwise to pick against them. But yeah, agreed, agreed. Suns Bucks, man, we're going to see it again. Who do you, if that does happen? Are you picking Suns this time? Mm, I want we, to. We, we both did last year, but I mean, we did not expect Giannis to do what he did. It, you know, those fucking game five, game six. So. Um, I want to, but I think I'm gonna to stick to the Bucks. Yeah. I think the Bucks are ready to do back-to-back champs. I think Giannis is. If there's anyone in this league that's gonna do it, it's Giannis. Man, this fucking team, man. Who would have thought? I really, I really thought this motherfucker was gonna to go to Miami two years ago. Like it looked that way. It looked <laughs> like it was heading that way. 
They really that's what makes him own. one of the greatest, though, in my opinion. That's why I think a lot of the people respect him for doing what he did, sticking to his team yeah. that drafted him and kind of being loyal and winning it there and, and looking at winning it again. So he's he's got that Kobe-esque type of career right now where he stuck it out with the team despite the adversity that they had going on. Yeah, and, like, you know, that's what Dame is doing right now, but, you know, we'll see if that works out for him. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you got anything else. Anything other, any other uh, topics we didn't touch that you wanted to touch on? Um, no, no. I mean, I got a lot of Laker things, but I'll hold it on yeah, the next episode. Yeah. Like we said, that's going to be a separate episode with some guests. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Playoff, you know, predictions, I guess, if you want to say. I mean, we'll, we'll break it down once everything's set. And, um, I mean, we could have done it now, but, nah, we're, we wanted to recap our terrible takes from the beginning of the year, so – um yeah guys that's it we'll be back soon obviously we got draft stuff we we still got more mocks and all that so um make sure to follow our social medias man go hit that subscribe button and that follow button on the 719 sports show and soccer sit down show support to the inferno podcast network let's go and leave a five-star rating we'll see y'all later peace peace